I'm sitting here with Shauna Thompson. Um, we are in the, we have a, a brain injury support group and we um, meet once a week and we meet in a private home, which is very, very awesome. Um, and then everybody can figure out where we're going to meet and what time if we just keep it one, one house. Um, I am a registered nurse and I had a traumatic brain injury in 2005. And up to that point, I thought, I thought I was invincible. I thought I would always be able to think and do the things that I'd been trained to do. And I found out very shortly after my car accident, which I did not cause when I was T-boned, I found out that I, I couldn't count. I couldn't remember things. Um, I was, um, I was embarrassed because I couldn't, couldn't remember how many spoonfuls of stuff I'd put into my cooking. Uh, about two weeks after the accident, I told my husband that I was having trouble with that. And he stepped up at that point and he really helped out. But I remember one night I was making peanut brittle and I opened the peanut brittle jar. So pretty soon the peanut, and not peanut brittle jar, the syrup jar. So um, pretty soon the entire syrup jar was in the recipe and it had only called for one half of a cup. So it was, was hard for me to go and tell my husband that I had to come, he had to come out and help me fix this recipe where <laughs> I didn't have to throw everything away. But after that, it was hard to find anybody who would help me. Uh, the doctors, they thought I was all faking. They didn't want to have me go and see any specialists. Not that there were any specialists in my state that ended up helping me at all. And um, they sent me out of state and I had a psych evaluation by a little man that I thought he looked like Frosty the Snowman. He had white hair, a white goatee, white shirt, white pants, white shoes. And he, before we were done that day, told me that I had too much education to have a brain injury, which about blew me away. Um, I'd had to drive to Colorado myself. I, I drove a day early so I could eventually find the place. And then I slept in the parking lot that night. And he thought if I could drive to Colorado, I was just fine. And I was faking it. And they asked me, well, what kind of a car were you in? Well, I didn't know. I said a gray one. It was a gray car. So then I got lost, lost from Colorado back into Nebraska. And somewhere along the line, I ended up in the middle of Kansas. And the only way I knew which direction I was going, because the sun was setting in my rear window. That, that wouldn't help me. <laughs> the sun is setting. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. And... So it was very hard for me to find anybody that would help me. And so I've been on this search because I did not like the way that I was being treated. And if they would treat me that way, being a registered nurse, and I've helped the doctors, and, and I know the, the medical aspect of it, but if they had the, 
kahunis to not even pay attention to me. Um, so I had start. I, I went through all the agencies in the state of Nebraska and nobody would ever give me any help. So there was a support group in my town. So I started going to that and it was, it was nice because other people could understand what I was going through. Um, and at that point I had, you know, I had a whole bunch of anxiety and I couldn't remember things. I couldn't remember how many times I'd gone to the mailbox that day. Um, and I know it's hard to believe, but I couldn't remember if I was eating. So I tried to write it on a calendar, but then I didn't know which day was which on the calendar. So I ended up getting a um, clock that had the day, the date, the time, with you know, all these wonderful little things on it. And then I wanted to tell that clock it was wrong because I knew it had to be wrong. So I started repairing, getting over this. Um, very, very slowly. I There was a couple of years I couldn't even leave the house because I was so anxious. I couldn't go out to the restaurant with my family to eat. Um, I just constantly was walking. And so at one point they decided they were going to put me on some psych meds. Well, that, that lasted for a little while until I wanted to kill my husband. Why is it always the, the husband? <laughs> he was the closest. I don't know. I took I took one dose of one psychometer and woke up the next day and said, "Well, I don't I don't think I should do that. I want to take a bat to Dennis's head." <laughs> I wanted wanted to do that with a, a frying pan, so I, I sought out uh, a mental health cal counselor and and she was saying, "Oh, how in the world if you've got this problem, how can you even know that that is wrong to do that?" said, because I have a nursing education and I have that medical knowledge in my brain that this is what happens and this is what's happening to me. So eventually I was able to get off the psych meds and I didn't want to kill my husband anymore, which is a good thing. But so we, Shauna and I help with a brain injury support group and we're um, both very active in it. And the, the people that we have in our group they have grown and matured, and it's so nice to be able to have a group with someone who understands your problem and doesn't call you a liar or um, that, that if I call somebody and tell them something's happening, they'll believe me because they sometimes have the very same things. Yeah. Shauna, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, my name is Shauna Thompson. Um, like Judy, I was a registered nurse in my previous life. Um, I was at work in 2017. Um, I was in an ambulance and my driver fell asleep, drove us off the road and down into a ravine type thing. And, um, my head shook back and forth and back and forth and I ended up with a coup contra coup injury same kind of injury that J Judy has um which as we do more research and try to figure things out on our own since there's not a doctor in this state that really has a grasp on brain injuries um they they tell us we have a concussion while I'm going to, I'm going to get that word banned from, the, I'm going to get it banned from, I'm going to take it out of Wikipedia. 
um, it, there's no such thing as a mild, yeah. there's no such thing as a mild concussion and there's no such thing as a mild brain injury because it can, a mild brain injury can still destroy your life. But they use the word concussion, doctors, coaches, different people, just to try to tell the, the you to minimize the fact that you've had a brain injury. And so anyway, they, that's what they told me that I had. Um, as it turns out, all concussions are diffuse axonal injuries. That means that the neurons in your brain have torn. So we both have torn neurons in our brain. We both knew this because we were nurses and we knew there was something wrong with us. When you wake up and you don't know what day it is and you you try to read something and you, you can't read and the sentences on the page are moving and they shouldn't move and you know you've been able to read forever you you know you've been able to remember things you've been very successful in your life before and all of a sudden and things just don't make sense. And no more making snap. No, life or death. You can't, you can't make snap judgment. life or death decisions. You can't even make a decision about what clothes to put on. You, you, you might stand there for an hour trying to make a decision about what, what clothes do I need to put on today? Because you can't figure out if the weather is cold what clothes do I need to put on? Those kinds of things are no longer in our head. And we understood from being called liars, having doctors tell us there was nothing wrong with us because they can't see microcellular damage on a CT scan, on an MRI, that there were, there had, if there was a two of us, there had to be a lot, lot more. Mm -hmm. There, there were, there were lots and lots of people walking around in the, the world with living like we were, because we would go to the doctor and they'd say, "Yep, you got, you got a little concussion, you maybe got a little brain damage, get back, get back out there." And as it turns out, there's a whole lot of people living, living like we were, and they didn't have anybody to help them figure out what was going on, and they nope. still don't understand why they can't maintain a relationship, why they can't have a job, why they get so frustrated and, and are fighting with each other all the time. And it's just from confusion. You had talked about the, the um, diffuse axonal shearing. A brain cell, you've got the neuron. And then I, I think of it as a tree. You've got a tree trunk, and then it's got roots, and then it's got branches up here. Well, any part of that tree, which is one of the nerve, one of the axons, can break. And it would be like if we had a storm and the tree was broken in half. People would not expect that tree to retain its, its ability to provide shade or anything like that. So that brain cell that is in your brain that's now damaged, um, it dies. And then they have... Uh, a chemical in them, neurotransmitters, and they're toxic to the other brain cells that are next to them. And so, oh, well, 
Here you got one cell, two cells, three cells. Oh, well, you've got a whole bunch of cells in there dying. Yes, they'll, they'll die. <laughs> they die and they're very empathetic to their friend next to them. You don't like their juices. No, I don't, the I don't, I don't juices. like you no more. You don't want you to die by yourself. Oh, yeah, we can't do that. And so after you've had an accident like that, for days and days, you've got brain damage that's still happening because of the, the transmitters in there, the liquid that's in there. And the, the little dendrites, which are the roots of the tree, those get sheared off. If you can think of the illustration of you have thousands and thousands of, of strings of Christmas lights. And let's say you have a storm come through and they get damaged and they get unplugged. Um, those little dendrites will not find a way to come back together. They'll just always be unplugged. So you're, you're, whatever you're trying to think about, you might think it, but you can't get it out your mouth. It's, it starts over here and you're trying to find little pathways that are connected over here. Well, most of the time it's like, ask me later, I'll be able to tell you. I'll tell you later. Yeah, after my brain bounces it. That was your, that was your coup, counter coup <coughs> trip down the ravine. Because each time, that's one brain injury, two, three, four, five. And so every one of them was sure enough yep. brain cells. And then wasn't it that after the accident in the back of the ambulance where the monitors had been sitting, yeah. the metal the part, the metal part of the, the hills holds a, I don't know, for people who've never been in the back of an ambulance, you have this big heavy monitor and it basically sits over the top of the patient and it sits on um, X, X um, bars. And when we got to the bottom, it, it was still connected to the cot, but it was completely ups upside down. The top of the monitor was sitting on the on the cot. So if we went that far and it bent that metal, you you know that it had to have shaken my brain like a and egg. ripped, and it just ripped all that stuff. So it can bend metal, it can bend an egg, and if technically you have a you can get a concussion going five miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And people keep telling me that's a lie. That is not a lie. Five five miles an hour. Mm -hmm. and just even a bump on your head. Yep. Can Maybe. cause a concussion. I hit that cupboard over there on a freaking daily basis. So I just finally quit going near it. Because I kept hitting the back of my head. We could we could take the door off. No, I hit the little freaking corner thing. I'm gonna get some oh. of those little child. Oh yes, soft, soft, soft things. Soft things. At least when I bump it, I don't poke a hole in my in my head. I don't have enough brains to let them leak out anymore. <laughs> no, it would be nice, but you know, um, once you, once you have a brain injury, they're cumulative. Each one adds to any brain injury before that, and so people right. say, "Well, you got over your last bump on your head. How come things aren't?" aren't going the same way and how come you're not back in, in, in school or doing what you did before? Well, because I killed, I killed five and this time I killed 10, so that's 15 gone. 
and then their friends because and the friends I can't, I'm sorry I can't do math any, anymore I, I can and I can do five and then I can do ten because I know that ten fifteen beyond that you're on your own I have to take my shoes off I'm not taking my shoes <laughs> off my toenails haven't been done in years I don't want people to touch my feet that's gross <laughs> put your feet under the table so anyway that's that's us um the problem about being a nurse is they can damage our heads but we still want to help people so we still have that knowledge we're, we're just damaged we're not dumb that's right we're damaged not dumb so that's how we came up with the name of this um i got mad at my husband and my kids one day basically because they were treating me like i was stupid and i'm not stupid it just takes longer for me to process mm -hmm. so um i called a girlfriend who makes t-shirts and so she made these t-shirts with brains on them and they say damage not dumb and i tend to wear those to doctor's appointments <laughs> i wanted to wear it when i went to court for my <laughs> my work comp court but then i also wanted to put some things on my fingernails that said mm, a few choice words and my lawyer would let me do that or wear my damaged not dumb shirt but anyway that's how we came to the we're gonna do this podcast and try to explain why not everybody that has a traumatic brain injury is laying in bed with a in a in a coma and then they don't hop out of bed the next day like you see on TV. But there's a whole billion bunch of us walking around with traumatic, traumatic brain injuries. So, that being said, Judy, what's a traumatic <coughs> brain in injury? I'm going to cough. I'll let you talk. I'll let you Oh, jeez. You did that on purpose. <laughs> okay, traumatic brain injury. Um, traumatic brain injury is exactly what it says. It's any brain injury that can be caused by traumatic means. So if you fall, car accident, um, a lot of our combat veterans have been coming back with traumatic brain injuries. Um, Why is that? Because they have these explosive IED blasts. Um, even if they are not close to them, if you are close enough to hear it, you are close enough to get a brain injury from it because your ears, your little cute ears, are the closest things to getting into your brain. So that cuss, that, that concussive blast goes and it goes right into your brain because there's no bone there to protect it. And your brain is the outer part of your brain, the gray, gray, gray. Gray matter is the consistency of jello, not jelly, jello. And the inner part of your brain, the white matter, is the consistency of a soft stick of butter. That's not really a whole whole heck of a lot of consistency. No. When you when you think about it. So if it gets hit by that concussive blast, it's gonna make all that quiver, and every time it quivers. You have those little dendrites get go ripped out. Your little bomb blast going off in your in your head. So any anything that can 
cause any kind of disruption in your brain. You fall, you trip your head um, as you get older. Any kind of fall, like my my dad fell yesterday. I forgot to tell you that my dad fell yesterday and broke his broke his wrist. And oh, he's got a oh well. Should be checked to see if he has it. They did injury. a CT. I was very very impressed. They did a CT on his head to make sure he didn't have a brain bleed. But they can't tell. But they can't tell because he's a brain injury yeah. because they can't see it because you can't see it on CT or an MRI. But they can tell you, oh, you're all right. And what they mean is you don't have a clot forming in yeah. your brain. You don't have a clot. You don't have an active bleed. You don't have a tumor. But we really don't know. We don't know. And besides that, you're not going to know it tomorrow anyway. You'll probably find it out in a couple of weeks that you can't remember what you're doing and things like that. And then it's too late. Then the emergency room doesn't have to write it off as being a brain, brain injury. injury. We um, like to call it injured brain, though. You have an injured brain. That is the imp impact of having an injured brain, um, as opposed to an acquired brain injury, which is brought on by disease, um, which is long, long COVID. COVID brain, cancer brain, COVID tech brain, brain, cancer brain, um, heart attack brain, anything that stops you from getting oxygen to your brain, low blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, West, West Nile was, I truthfully think West Nile was worse for it than COVID mm -hmm. because it directly attacked people's brains and inflamed them. Um, West Nile, I still think was way worse. Um, we have um, chemo brain. We also have a c category of people who really kind of seem shoved off to the side and that's our brain cancer survivors. Um, once they get done with their cancer treatment and their chemo, they're kind of shunned by the, you know, their cancer survivors. Yay, go them. But people don't realize that they've had a significant, significant assault to their brain. And, and I don't, I don't, I personally th think it's like a on purpose traumatic brain injury because technically Yes, it is. They, they got their head, head cracked open and their brain whacked on. Yes, they that's, did. That's not the, I know that's not the OR nurse way to do it, but that's the ICU nurse <laughs> way, to, way to do it. ICU nurse. Labor and delivery, delivery oh. intensive care nursery in surgery. Oh, go. I love it. I'd go, I'd go back in a minute. And I'd go back to IC, IC, ICU. Like, Problem is, Sometimes I say words that I think I've said a different word and yeah, I too. might tell you to do something for a patient, which is the exact opposite of what that patient I, needs. I, I, and I, I, I had a nightmare the other night that I was hanging, hanging drips and I, I couldn't count how many pumps I needed. And you know how to make the pumps work. Um, I never got, I never got that far because I didn't know how many I needed. So I was just standing there trying to count how many was on the pole because I, I knew, you know, and I was really OCD. That's a nightmare. You have to you'd be really OCD because you have to put them all th 
through, and then you have to label them all, and no, they, have to be all, they have to be all pretty. I let anesthesia take care of that. <laughs> and anesthesia just ties them in a knot. And oh, yeah, they do. They, they come up, and they go, here you go. You toss them on the bed, and you don't know how to follow the line. And then you have to track the line back, and the whole time you're Maybe calling the anesthesiologist a couple of little naughty names because you don't want to say them out loud. But oh well, yeah, I miss that. I miss. I miss that. I don't. I don't think I can. Well, I, I know I couldn't because I, I can't remember any of my drugs' names or how to figure any of them. But so maybe maybe together we could be a good nurse because we were both damn good nurses yes, before. We, yes, we were. Except if you wanted to treat babe. This 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 little thing that cries. In in that department, you could only work with what you had, what you what you were given. That's the same way in in your ICU. You could only work with what there was. You weren't God. Your, your job was resuscitation, right. not resurrection. That's right. And that's why God stood right right here, and we had a lot of conversations. Oh, yeah, he was he was yeah. Okay, God, tell me what to do. Just God, please make this IV go in because oh, because there ain't nothing else in like oh my gosh it, and then how that would surprise me when, when i'd open my eyes and it would be in it's like i didn't do that <laughs> or look on the monitor and say oh that looks that looks better thank you <laughs> anyway anyway so we have traumatic brain injuries as opposed to acquired brain injuries um, i have one acquired I had one that was traumatic, and then a couple years ago, I had a acquired one. And she didn't even let me know. I was in the hospital for 26 days. Not you even have in this how time. many members of your family? None of them went up there with me. I went by myself. And they didn't know how to call. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sorry. You're... you're She's still grounded. <laughs> anyway, anyway, and then we have a category of brain injuries, which I just I found out like two minutes ago, that are not counted any, anywhere. I still, I still did not. I didn't understand. I did not know that because I don't work with babies. Those cerebral palsies, where there's. Um, lack of oxygen and the corticate and their arms go but they sometimes they don't know that baby even has that until months later but it's from still a, lack of oxygen it's still a it's still a brain mm -hmm. brain in, injury I don't that has to we have to figure out how to how to count that didn't you do something with the the codes you, you looked up codes, billing codes, and that there were oh yeah the only the only four four codes that the CDC counts, which so the CDC is the one that's responsible for counting um, brain traumatic brain injuries, and until twenty 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 that was all right till. Maybe 2020. I'll have to look. They only counted four codes in the in the ER, and they basically all had to do with 
um, a head wound that went through the skull. It was like an penetrating. Pen yeah, pen that was the word. Penetrating skull wound. Well, hello. So I think there's what? One person in our brain. I'm trying to count how many in our. There's one in our brain injury group that had a penetrating brain brain injury. JL? Mm hmm. Didn't that crack his skull? Yes, he was in his former life, he was a physician's assistant. And I think it was said that one day he would have a Harley. And that's exactly how long he had his Harley. One day. One hour. <laughs> one hour of his one day. So, so yeah, but I think he's the only one that would have been counted. I think so. Even AA wouldn't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And she died. Yes, she did. So, I don't, I don't, so out of that, you're not you're not going to get very very many and so last last year nebraska only had 9900 brain brain injuries counted for the whole state that was reported or even thought of how many happened that nobody even went to the doctor well according to the cdc the closest actual number is probably 30 times that i would believe it and those are the people that still can't do relationships, can't hold a job, and they don't know that they've had an injury or didn't put two and two together, or they were told, oh, you just rung your bell. Shake it off. Smack the next doctor that I hear somebody say, oh, you just rung your bell. Get up. You're fine. Tap them on the butt. Don't get on with live life. Your, live your life. But at least I haven't ever had a doctor tell me, like, that you have a double concussion. I'm like, I'm I don't, I, does I'm, that make it a, a moderate brain injury or a I don't, I don't know. severe? I'm still trying to figure out if that means that you have like one here and one here. Maybe they mean one here and one here. Well, that's how come the brain sloshes back and forth. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't think I'd go to that doctor. He's not very educated. Room. You don't oh, have a cho no. you don't have choice. I'm, I'm still just trying to figure that out. Now, it, it said in the, I looked up Wikipedia, which, you know, anybody can put mm -hmm. a definition mm -hmm. in there. Um, it says that you had a concussion before your previous concussion had healed. But this specific person that I talked to had never had a concussion before. So, But they're, they're a, a, what is the word? Specialist. Yeah. Specialist on it. Yeah. I was like, um, I don't think I'd go to that ER again. But I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I think that people that have brain injury, they need to attend like a support group, like what we've got going on. Yep. Because they have no clue that there's anybody out there that's having problems like they are. Mm -hmm. So before Shauna had hers in what, 2017? Mm -hmm. So I was trying to get make my way through it since 2005. And heaven knows I didn't want anybody else to have a brain injury. But being RNs and 
I'm, I went back and got my license again. So, uh, but being RNs, we, we know the medical side of it and we know the personal side of it and we know how hard it is. And so we fight like cats to help everybody else that's got a brain injury. I'm a honey badger. You're a honey badger. Oh no, that's worse than a cat. Yeah. Good. Yes, she might be a honey badger. We could get you a shirt that says honey badger. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's nice that we can get together. We do projects. We do art projects. We have parties. We go places. Um, it's it's just to get these people back in their, into having a life. And when we're together as a group, it doesn't matter that that. We got a blind guy, a guy who can't walk very well. Guy that can't uh, see out of one ear. Yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> we have, you know, we even have, um, you know, the Alzheimer's aspect of uh, a brain injury. So we get these people out and we get them going and we, we're still helping people. And that's what our, our greatest pull on our life was always to help people and so um, hopefully we're you're still going to be helping a lot of them and we're we're trying to build a, a brain injury network through our state so that we're we're rural but there's even more rural than we are yep so if you have to have to drive two hours to get to the grocery store that's that's a long ways that'd be a really long ways to me <laughs> that'd be a long walk Yes, it would. And you could just walk over to my house. I, I would be walking someplace way <laughs> closer than that. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna change a change the world. We hope to. We're gonna change a lot of worlds. We're gonna change a lot of people who have brain injury or they're living with a injured brain. Because when you have your brain injury, the brain injury is a moment in time, and that's when the the accident or the, the force that goes through your brain that that causes the injury. But a lot of people don't stop and realize that that leaves you living with an injured brain. And that that's the hard part because you look normal. Uh, what am I what are you what are you supposed to look like with a brain injury? Like I said, on, on TV they show people in a coma mm -hmm. and then after the commercial, they're up. And they're awake and they know every, everything and they and then after the next commercial they go home mm -hmm. well but but after the show ends how do how do they live apparently really well on tv yeah well um apparently they well, have like a gazillion tbi specialists in their town and all the supporting doctors that they need and they don't live in Nebraska. No, they don't. Because we we do not have, have that. But we found someone that we're working with. That's right. He's changed our lives. That's right. And it's nice to know that he's got our back. That's right. And we thank God for him. That's right. We've both found deeper walks with with our savior yep since then our god yeah practically so. every every 
somebody that I know that has had a brain injury as a deeper or greater understanding of their higher power. I'm not going to say God because, you know, I don't think all of them necessarily have to correct, take that, yeah, right. you know, but whoever, whatever their higher power is, they have, it is un, unreal to me how much deeper that relationship goes. We'll have to explore that another week. You remember, don't, don't say names with the, the person in our group that, that died and yeah. there were pictures taken. Yeah. And this person was on the ground, passed away. And these pictures showed an angel holding her beside her body. And then she went to heaven and she saw all kinds of things. And then she was told she had to come back because her, oh, dad must be home, her little, her, their, their child needed them. Yep. It's my little child. Okay. It's my little baby child that also has TBI. Yes. Family of TBI. Um, you know, I raised, I raised boys. My, my guess is all of them had a TBI before they were like two. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. But you know, being the good mom I am, I probably say, you just ring your bell, get up. Here's some ice. Yeah. <laughs> Don't jump off the counter again. Oh, why would you not jump off the counter? This is my, this is my child that when he wanted Toasted marshmallows. He just filled them more, filled the toaster. Oh my! <laughs> and push the button. Why do we have a fire? Because we're also household firemen. <laughs> we know how to take care of that. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, okay. So if you want to find us, we're on Facebook. Damage not dumb. That is a new group. We'll be trying to grow it. Um, you can also find me on TikTok, Shauna Funk Thompson, Funk, F-U-N-K. And I'm on um, Instagram, Shauna Funk Thompson. And yes, that's why I married a man with a normal last name. <laughs> so your children could have a normal last name. I swear that's the only reason I dated him. <laughs> and he was kind of cute. Bye. We'll see you later. <laughs>